Good evening, and uh, welcome again to the Shirin Svasemis. This time for Parshas Bolok, and uh, now Chukas Bolok and Chutzler. So everybody's meeting up again, which is good. So the, the Svasemis this week is really explaining a mission in Pirkei Avos. Okay, we have Bilam as one of the central characters in the parsha, and in Pirkei Avos, Perakei Mission Yutes, it gives an interesting identification. It says, Whoever has these three attributes, these three midos, is one of the students of Avram Avinu. And one who has three other things, And now they elaborate. And now they so in a very basic explanation, Ayin Tova is someone that not only sees good in other people, but wants good for other people. When they look at something, they bring bracha with their look. They say, it's, I see good, I want more good, I want it to be better. Ruach Nemucha is an idea of humility, of being humble. Nefesh Shvela, Nefesh, as we said before sometime, right, um, said the word nefesh means rotson, Rashi says. They're not people with, they're not high maintenance. They don't have all sorts of wants and desires and yearnings. They keep it low. Talmidim of Bilam HaRasha. Now, the Talmidim of Bilam HaRasha, it says ayin ra'o, right? Ayin ra'o, the way I heard it from Moshe Shapiro, really is this idea that you look at something and it bothers you if there's something good. You want it to be less. You want it to be minimized. Ruach Gavoa is arrogance. Nefesh Rechava is desiring everything. Basically parallel to what it says in Pirkei Yavos also, Hakina v'ataiva v'akavod motzimus ha'odom mina olam. Jealousy, lusting, and honor are three things that take a person from being in the world, from living their life. The Mishnah goes on, though. It says, Now, what's this question? We already defined these three midos that the Talmidim of Avram Avinu have, three midos that the Talmidim of Bilam have. Now it says, what's the difference between them? It says, this is talking about the end result. The Talmidim of Avram Avinu eat in this world and inherit in the next world. As the Pesach says, right? I have to give as inheritance to those who love me, and I will fill their storehouses. The Talmidim of Bilam HaRasha, they inherit Gehinnom, and they go down to the pits of destruction. You, Hashem, will send them down to this uh, place of destruction, people of blood and trickery. They will not reach the half of their days. We'll explain this in a little bit. And I will, yeah, yeah, I will um, have bitochen in you. you. You can turn it off. I just wanted to cool it off a bit. Let's say that. Huh? Whatever, whatever's good for you. We started learning about Gehinnom, everybody feels hot. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. 
So the Svasevis explains, the Svasevis explains that he starts off with some questions. What is this idea of Talmidei Bilam and Talmidei Avram Avinu? He wasn't, the Mishnah wasn't talking about historically some academy that Bilam had and some academy that Avram Avinu had. Throughout history, from their time, there are people who are classified as Talmidim of Avram Avinu and people who are classified as Talmidim of Bilam. Now he asks, what did they learn in Bilam Academy? What was there to learn from them? The things that Bilam's students exemplified were very easy. Ayin Ra'a, unfortunately, with the human condition, that tends to be the default. A person's jealous of others. Ruach Gavoa, right, to feel arrogant, is also something that we all tend toward and we have to fight against. Nefesh Rechava, to have desires for everything pleasant. Certainly, as Rasemus says, Yuchalimtza kol shoyte bli limud. Said any fool can get those things without having to take a course, right? <laughs> That's natural. The midas of the Talmidim of Ramavinu are very difficult. So he says this was not talking about a curriculum. This is talking about a simon. This is a way in which you can determine who is a student of Avram Avinu and who is a student of Bilam throughout history. Now, why should that be so hard to determine? The Svasemis explains. Bilam was not what we may have drawn in our coloring books. Bilam would have looked like a very spiritual person who was involved in spiritual avoda. He also would have seemed extremely humble. Okay? It says that, he says, the Gama Rishoyim Machnim Atzmam. A Russia also knows how to be submissive and to humble himself before Hashem. Okay, we see this in the Psukim. Bilam says, he says, if Balak will give me his entire house full of gold and silver, I cannot go against what Hashem tells me. Now, that seems to be a great statement of Achna. But he says, the question is, what is their intention, even in that submission? He says, by the very fact that he said that I am so great that I can overcome the temptation of being bribed by an entire castle of gold and silver, we can see that that was actually an arrogant statement, even as he was performing an act of submission before Hashem, so to speak. He was announcing, do you realize how I submit myself before God? Someone like me, who's being offered the world, and I do this before Hashem? That's why, like the Pasuk says, he describes himself as nofel ugluye naim. He would fall down when Hashem appeared to him, in submission, so to speak, but his eyes were open, looking to what he can get out of it. He says, because a person can sometimes submit themselves before Hashem in order to achieve madregas in order to become greater, even in a spiritual sense, to become more powerful, right? And um, this is something that he wanted to get. He had prophecy, and he wanted more. He wanted to become a powerful, spiritual superman. And he felt that's the formula. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Magbi If a person is lowly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu raises him up. That's the way to the top, is to submit myself to God. 
So that's not true submission. Okay, now we may ask, uh, was Bilaam a fool? Did, they, did he think that this would work? So we've mentioned before, Yosef Yudah Bloch in his uh, tells in his Shirei Das explains that Akarish Baruch Hu does create s- spiritual systems in the world that a person can use the nature of the spiritual world and kind of is the way he uses the nature of the physical world even to do something Hashem told him not to do. For example, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created gravity. So a person can take a piano and drop it off the roof onto someone he doesn't like using the gravity that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created. In the same way, Chazal say that if a Ganav, before he breaks into a house, davens to Hashem for success, that can actually have an effect and help him be more successful. And the Svasemis says in the later piece that we see Bilam, he did this great act of submission and said, no matter what Bullock gives me, I can't go against what Hashem tells me. And then Hashem said, you can go. But he says, it's not a result which is true. It's only something temporary. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never lets that get out of control. Someone who's abusing the spiritual nature of the world is not able to take control of things. It's simply a way of sending him on and down his path. Now the Talmidim of Avram Avinu, who are described as having the nefesh shvala, what does that mean? It, it sounds to us like kind of a, a nebuchy description. No, they don't want anything. They just, you know, they're humble. They don't really want anything. Give us some toast, you know, and a cup of tea and we're fine. He says, no, nefesh shvala means that all they want is something very big. What they want is to be dovuk b'chai ha'chaim. Such a beautiful expression that Svasemis uses multiple times to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The life of all life. Meaning, they realize that in order to get connected to what the world is really about, they have to cut down that arrogance. They have to have the world not center around them. That's their nefesh and they're not looking to become spiritual supermen or people who have powers that they can use in this world. They simply want to be connected to Hashem. They want to be bottled to Hashem. They want to be able to see the world as it truly is. Rav Moshe Shapira said that if the Pirkei describes it as a relationship of Talmidim to a teacher, that means that Chachma was being taught. Avram taught his Talmidim Chachma. Bilam taught Chachma. Okay, and these things are showing us what type of Chachma it truly was, what the Midas were and how they were. This is the first part of the Mishnah, the way the Svasemis explains it. Now going on to the second part. When it says that what's going to end up different, the Talmidim of, of Avram Avinu they eat in this world and they inherit for the next world. So we're too simplistic about this. We think that means, oh, you're a really good boy. You eat kugel in this world and you eat kugel in the next world. Right? You get both. Svasemes says the Baal Shem Tov has a very different way of explaining it. And it's one of the big yisodas of Hasidus that explains means in their very experiences in Olam Hazeh, as they eat kugel in Olam Hazeh, so to speak, they connect it to the chiyus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
to the aspect of Olam Haba, they connect everything in Olam Hazet to that. The word nochel or nachalo, an inheritance, is related to anachal, which is a stream that flows. It connects, right? So the idea of nochlin the Olam Haba means that they're ochlin b'olam hazeh, but it's connected to Olam Haba. It's connected to the inner world, it's connected to the eternal world, which exists now, just we can't see it so much, in this world. Rav Gudel Eisner, who was a mashgiach in the Ger Yeshiva in Tel Aviv, gave famous shorim on Svasemis, he says, this is what's meant in the image in Perkyovos again, that this world is like a prosdor bifnei olam habo. So again, people take that very simplistically. A hallway, right, before a trackling, before a big banquet hall. So the only way to get into the big hall, into the party, into the wedding, is by going through the prosdor. You got to walk through, you got to make it through, and that's kind of this view of Olamazet. You got to get through it, right, and then you'll get to, right, the better place, as people like to say. He says, no, ochlin ba'olamazet means you do something in the prosdor. What are you doing in the prosdor? You're ochlin. You are experiencing in this world, but you're experiencing in a different way. If you eat in the correct way, so to speak, then you're able to bring olam haba and the chiyus of Akrosh Baruch Hu into the actions that you're doing in olam hazeh. It's an entirely different thing. Rather than using spirituality as Bilam wanted to, to enhance his powers and what he could get from this world, the Talmidim of Avram Avinu, they have the approach, the Chochmah they learned from Avram Avinu gives them the Midos to be able to enjoy Olam Hazeb in a very different way. To enjoy it by connecting it to its true source and then experiencing in certain ways Olam Habo and Olam Hazeb. What they're receiving is the tools to be able to exist in Olam Habo. Okay, This is a, a topic See many places as Rav Shimon Spitzer, so when I uh, go to, he gave a share on it just the other night. He says that's really the story of our lives. The story of our lives is building the tools, getting the abilities and the strengths to exist and to connect with our eternal world. Meaning, the Sarsemis explains it like this: Olam Hazeh. The word Olam means hidden. It comes from the lesson of. Ha'aloma, something which is hidden. Olam hazeh is hidden, and olam haba is hidden. Okay, now why is olam hazeh something which is hidden? Because, right, it's very hard to see, right, the connections in this world to the Creator who made everything and really is present in everything. Olam haba is hidden because our human senses our plain intellect and approach could enter Olam Haba and not be able to detect that it's there. We wouldn't be able to sense it. We would be certain ways blind in that world unless we've built the tools to enable us to discover it. So by discovering HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, by living in this world and uncovering the fact that everything in this world comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that it gives life to everything, to all of us always, then we have that power of sight and experience in that next world 
to appreciate HaKadosh Baruch Hu in that way. That's what's happening, and that's what we're doing in this world. In this world, it looks like in certain ways that the Kedusha is swamped, covered by all the physicality, all the desires, all the things covering it up. But he gives a beautiful mushal. And that's why it's important to realize this is not an all-or-nothing description, but it's a process throughout life. It's something we grow to, we learn. So initially, sometimes we're so attached to something, so addicted to something, and then eventually we can let go, and then we get a sense of something else in the world, of what's more, of what's behind it, of what's deeper. So he compares it to a person who cracks a nut. A nut, the good food, is entirely enclosed in that hard shell. When you crack the nut, you see what's in there. Once you've done that, even once, you don't look at any nut in the same way. You'll see it, you don't even have to crack it. You might not be able to crack it right now, but you know what's inside of it. And therefore, you don't look at that nut as some round, inedible object. You look at it as something which has life and sustenance inside of it. He uses that as a muscle for how you learn to see everything in the world. So therefore, he says, the Talmidim of Arvama Vinu, it's not that just they're living this minimal, miserable existence in this world until they can finally get to the good place. What they're doing is they're living in the world and they're lighting, he says, first a candle and then a torch and then a bonfire, which eventually lights up the world so that they see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everywhere. And they can connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everywhere and everything in this world. He compares it to sometimes a person in the dark is afraid that there's a scary monster in the room. And you have to put on the lights to see, not only is it not a scary monster, but there are very nice things in the room. So in the same way, he says, a person sometimes is afraid of Olam Hazeh, that its very physicality will destroy Aruchnis, it will destroy our spirituality. The Talmidim of Avram Avinu know how to turn on the lights and to say, no, it won't. It all comes from Ruchnis, it all comes from Hashem. Everything that exists here is an opportunity to connect to Hashem. That's the way in which we, on one hand, live successfully in this world, but it's not a be-all and end-all. It's a means which is there. One of the Slonim Rebbe's had a beautiful saying, I can't remember the Yiddish of it exactly, but he was saying that the world, he says, is a very dark and frightening place for a person, he says, was licked in them, for a person who's really totally enveloped in this world. But he said, the world is such a beautiful place which is full of light for somebody who was licked nisht in them, who isn't totally enveloped in the world. You're here, but if you're able to look at it in the right way, you're able to see it in that way. When it talks about the Talmidim of Bilam or Yoresh Kihinam, it doesn't just mean that, oh, it's going to lead them to do bad things in life and they're going to get punished. It's talking about their very lives here. Because they live a life in which this world is its own closed system. And Chazal already told us, Nobody dies having even half of what he desired in his hand. Right? A person who has mana, a person who has a hundred, wrote some asayim, he wants two hundred. And they're not able to cross over the barrier of this world, and therefore this world to them is a form of Gehenna. They experience it already in this life.
Rabbi Shapir explained that the idea of lo yechetsu yemehem, in that pasuk which is brought about the Talmidim of Bilam, they will not reach the half point of their days. What does that mean? That they're all going to die at a young age? Seems strange. He says, no. Meaning, this world is a portion of our life. There's another half to what's going on here. There's that olam habo, which is already here in olam hazeh, for a person who's able to break the barrier, to crack the nut, to see that it's there. Lo yechetsu mayhem, They never get to the other side of the halfway mark. They're stuck here. That's what's meant by that. And even if they're involved in spiritual exercises and they're trying to do these things, their very spirituality is targeted toward success in this world. And therefore, it's limited and it's doomed to failure and it never gets to that other point. It's a little bit from a beautiful shir that Ramesh Shapiro said that since we are talking about Chochmah, said the word Chochmah explains in Sfarim is Koach Ma, the power of Ma. Now Ma, he said, is either a question that is asking for a particular answer, right? Or it can be almost an explanation, exclamation, Ma Nishtana Halayla Hazeh, right? Ma Godlu Ma Hashem. The common denominator to both is that I know that there's something here which is beyond me. I'm searching here for something which is beyond me. He said the word, and he said it's actually from the Rishonim, it's not a word from Tanakh, the word mahut, which means essence, is built on this word ma, meaning when the person asks ma, they're trying to gain the mahut of something. They're trying to understand the essence of what they're looking at, of what they're trying to see. And the ma of Am Yisrael is something which goes on forever. He says the ma that a Jewish person asks brings him to a point where as soon as you get an answer to that ma, you realize that there's another ma that goes after it. He tells a story about a relative of his was a shochet, and he said that there was an old Arab who worked in this uh, slaughterhouse here in Eretz Yisrael for many, many years. And his relative told him that this Arab knew so many halachas, right? He, he was there already in the time of Shmuel Salant, the Rav of Yushalayim, and he said, Rabbonim used to ask this Arab, you know, what did he do with this? What did he do with that case and the other things like this? He said, but it was just a, a collection of facts. It wasn't chokhmah. There was no ma. It wasn't leading anywhere. He says that's the difference between the chokhmah of Torah and between those things. So by asking ma, the Talmidim of Avram Avinu, keep going beyond and beyond and discover more and more that's behind the outer shell of this world. That's the chokhmah that leads them to roch nemucha, nefeshvela, ayin tova, Right? They, they know that they can keep going and seeing, and that's the way of Am Yisrael. Perhaps that could be why the Mishnah is talking about the idea of Ma, Ben Talmidov Shel Avram Avinu, Talmidov Shel Bilam Harasha. That very Ma aspect of Chochmah, which is there, is something that the Talmidim of Avram Avinu were trying to look and just to be connected to the Chaya Chaim, to the life behind all life without a particular ambition, career track, 
right? Even picture of self-development that they're going to come out within there to become a superman. And we've spoken about that in many of the pieces we've learned, both in Shemi Shmuel and Svasemis. The Torah is not a self-improvement course. It's not take this course and you'll become, you know, this, this great person. It may be, but that's not, that's not the focus of it. The focus is in connecting, in being able to see the world differently, to see people differently. And then that will lead us in the way of the behavior, and that is able to bring someone to have olam haba within olam hazeh. That's the bracha the chachamim. It says in the Gemara, would give each other shetira lomcha bechayecha. You should be able to see your eternal world in your lifetime because it's really here. It really is here, and that's the idea of the nachla, of what we're able to bring and to draw and to connect inside this world. So therefore, the Jewish people live a very different life. Looking at the Talmudim of Bilam, they may appear more successful. They may appear also um, spiritual, and they appear to be go-getters who go out there and get power and success in the world. The Talmudim of Avinu, if you look at them, perhaps they wouldn't look as impressive. They're not sharks, right? They're not out there to go and uh, take over everybody else and win all the competitions. But their ma is taking them in a very different direction. What they're doing is they're looking at the yesh of this world and they're able to see the ayin that it came from. Many Hasidish Sfarim, I think the Balatanya mentions this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world from, ye, from ayin to yesh. Or we phrase it usually yesh mi ayin. Right? Something from ayin, which doesn't just mean nothing, it means that which is beyond. Our job in this world is to live in this world of yesh and to travel the path backwards. To go from the world of yesh to the ayin that's behind it. The ayin yovo ezri. To be able to see that. It's interesting, I heard once uh, by Jacobson um, talking about, it was, it was a piece of the Balatanya's Torah where he says that actually can be accomplished by nigun. That's somewhat what we're trying to do. That's why the Levim sang when the korbonos were being brought. Because the korbonos, which is a whole big topic, is also a process of taking things of yesh in the world, the animal, the mineral, the vegetable, and bringing back the ayin where they came from. At that time, the Levim would sing because song is something also that is able to transport us from this world of yesh to the world of ayin. And when a person gets even a small taste of that sometimes, and you know that it's there, then it can change the entire way you relate to the world and even into those wonderful day-to-day mitos that are supposed to be there. So that's the way he tries to take some very foundations of Hasidus and help us explain that Mishnah in a way which hopefully lights up the understanding of the Mishnah and lights up the world for us. Have a wonderful week.